Before we wrap up, I want to tell you about an amazing new podcast. You longtime listeners of The Brian Nichols Show know him well, and that is one Brad Palumbo in his stellar new program, Breaking Boundaries. Join Brad as he interviews top writers, politicians, and thinkers from all across the political spectrum to give you a new perspective you won't find in the mainstream liberal media or right-wing echo chambers. From guests like Rand Paul to Glenn Greenwald, Brad is having conversations and focusing on issues that are driving America with the people who are in the driver's seats. So... Head over to your favorite podcast app, hit subscribe, strap in, and be prepared for some wild food takes like Rand Paul and his grand mayonnaise conspiracy. Again, that's Breaking Boundaries with Brad Palumbo, available in your favorite podcasting app today. We can become great at doing the the things that we do well, the things that are, we focus on. Like I'm, I think our audience is great at selling liberty. I think we have yeah. been amazing at doing that. Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. As a sales and marketing executive in the greater telecommunications cybersecurity industry, Brian works with C level executives to help them future proof their company's infrastructure for an uncertain future. And in each episode, Brian takes that experience and applies it to the liberty movement. You start to ask questions that piques interest and get him to feel like, okay, this guy's actually got something that maybe can help me out. And then in your asking of questions and trying to uncover the real problems, build that natural trust. I know I went in the monologue there, man. (laughs) Instead of focusing on simply winning arguments or being right, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and their application in the world of politics, showing you how to ask better questions, tell better stories, and ultimately change people's minds. And now, your host, Brian Nichols. Well, happy Wednesday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode for you longtime listener and, of course, for you listener here from our special Young Americans for Liberty Revolution 21 episode back on Monday. You heard at the tail end there uh, my teaser for today's episode, which was supposed to be a one-on-one with good friend Brad Palumbo had a schedule, uh, scheduling snafu. So no worries. Uh, you're, you're still going to hear from Brad this week. We're going to have a, a, that conversation air on Friday when we get the interview resynced up. But, uh, in lieu of that conversation for today's episode, a little bit of a different episode, you're going to go ahead and get a sneak peek into, uh, a Patreon Q and A I did, uh, where I opened it up not only to the Patreon, but I opened it up to the audience, to social media. Any questions that uh, really anyone had as it pertains to uh, sales, marketing, and the greater liberty movement, uh, I went for, I think it was about 40 or so minutes, uh, really just going through, answering around, I think it was like 10 or so, 15 or so questions, ballpark, so it was a, it was a fun, uh, different kind of uh, episode that I did there for the Patreon, I said, why not bring it over here for you guys, got some value from it, so fingers crossed you do as well. So, with that being said, on to the show, my Q&A from the Brian Nichols show patreon here on the brian nichols show first question from elizabeth what's your best approach to understanding your audience uh, well i wish uh i wish chris goizetto was here uh because this is it this is his realm uh know your audience what you want to do is figure out who your audience is by really number one digging into the data figure out when you when you post what's the the group of people who are interacting with your your posts uh can you can you pull from those those metrics look at facebook uh look at your you know twitter instagram and so forth you can pull those numbers uh and and specifically it's also those who are empathetic to your message you can you can know especially if there's a problem that you're trying to solve um and i think maybe that is where we want to focus specifically on the audience part is is where the problem it is that you're solving is is meshing into where the data is reaffirming it. So if you think, for example, uh, what I'm doing here at the Brian Nichols Show, I changed the program, what, like a complete 180 in August of 2020. And when I did that complete 180, I decided to approach it through, I said, okay, here's a problem. We in the greater liberty world can't solve the, uh, the problems of the world, unless we can first actually get people to acknowledge that our ideas, our solutions are viable. So it doesn't matter how right we are. It doesn't matter how much we've convinced ourselves that we're right. At the end of the day, if we can't get your average everyday person to agree that our solutions make sense, then what are we doing? We're, we're wasting our time. So um, 
that's why I decided to change the, the topic of conversation on my show to address that problem that I know was in my audience. And here's what you might find at first is that you might find you lose some, some support. You lose some of those original folks who, who, who were supporters of the show. And I actually had that happen because instead of to uh, talking about libertarian politics or just libertarian party partisan politics, we're talking about solutions. We're talking about sales and marketing. And for your average person, that's not why they listen to, to libertarian podcasts. And that's okay because my show isn't meant for everybody. My show is meant for people who want to take the ideas that we know are right and the ideas that we know will win and bring them to your average person. Actually bring them forward as solutions to the problems people see. And that will help in turn build your audience. You will then have a stronger audience who is going to be more focused on the issues that you care about, as well as the issues they care about, which will help sync up long-term viability. So I hope that answered Elizabeth's question. Let's see. Next question. Uh, Sean. Sean asks, how do you plan for a campaign? Well, uh, it goes back kind of to Elizabeth's question, uh, and that is knowing your audience. Who is that your constituents are going to be that you're talking to? And what are the issues they care about? And the only way to figure that out is to, number one, go out and actually talk to them face-to-face, -face, but also utilize polls. Um, go out, I mean, just literally check, check. Uh, what are those things called? Um, clipboard, there we go. <laughs> you can tell that the, the technology hasn't changed. I almost had an iPad, and you could do that too, but go take a survey, right? Just like the Impractical Jokers with their clipboards pushing uh, different ideas. Go ahead and have that conversation with people. See what it is that's top of mind. But when you're planning for a campaign, you want to make sure, and if you're a candidate especially, that your top issues that you're talking about are the top issues that your can't your uh, your constituents care about. If you're focusing exclusively on the issues that you care about, and it's issues that are completely out of you know left field that your average person is completely un unplugged from, you're talking to nobody. You're you're going to be talking to the wall. So make sure that you're entering into the conversation that people are already having. And I would say that would be um, from a messaging standpoint. And then from an institution uh, standpoint, you know, obviously think, think of the party you want to run on. Uh, we're more empathetic towards the, the GOP and LP here. Uh, but hey, my friends on the left, if I have a, a liberty-oriented Democrat, I will in a heartbeat have them on the show and I will support them any way I can. So please bring them my way. But you can figure out what uh, you want to use for your platform. And then... For your, your team, make sure that you are bringing in people who are goal-oriented. You do not want people who are just going to tell you, you're doing the best thing possible. Everything you do is the best thing ever. No, you want people who are going to help drive you towards success. So across the board, knowing the right message on the right issues with the right people around you, that's going to be a good starting off point here. Let's see. I'm going to go to the next one. we got to drink of water here. Richard. Richard Hawkins, that's fun, uh, asked, what is the best way to convince the public to vote for a candidate? So, well, that's the thing. You're not convincing them on anything. You're you're helping. So if we can start to, to bring candidates to the table and show that they're solving the problems that the constituents see around them, then it's no longer having to convince anybody. It's just a matter of it making sense. So, I mean... Get rid of the mindset, <laughs> Richard, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to pick on you here, but like, don't, don't think of it in the mindset that you have to go in like, okay, this person believes this, and now I have to get into this. That's, that's not the approach you, you should be taking. You, you want to go in and understand, and actually, uh, Jeremy Todd and I were doing an entire uh, series right now on empathy for the sales show on Mondays, and, and the reason being is because you have to understand where it is that the person you're speaking to is coming from, from a truly empathetic mindset, being genuinely curious as I throw my pen in agreement, because if you aren't genuinely curious, then you're going to come across salesy. You're going to come across as the guy trying to be right, to win the argument. And you're not going to convince anybody anyways, if you're just focused on being right. You have to start solving the problems, but it has to be the problems they care about. It doesn't matter if your solution is end the Fed, because if end the Fed doesn't actually show them a viable means to get their problem solved with your solution, then you're not a real solution. You're not a real option for them. So I hope that answers your question, Richard. But yeah, don't 
don't focus on trying to convince people. That's not a winning uh, winning way to approach things. Uh, Kara asks, "How do you find new prospects?" Ooh, this is um, this is like an actual sales question, like sales sales. Um, okay, so go to B two B stuff. Let okay. So sorry, politics world. This is day job uh, talk. So so Kara, I'm glad you actually asked this question. So how do you find new prospects? Well, number one. What I would recommend is to first know your market, going back to knowing your audience. So there, there are two things you're going to look for. Who is it that your problem, or who is it that your, your product or service that is? Who is it you're talking to that you're solving the problems that your product right now is bringing forth? I, let, me, let me rephrase that. What is it that your product does and what problems does it solve? And who out there, <laughs> there we go, yeah, who out there is it that is currently experiencing that problem? Number So that's that's who you're looking for. So there's two different ways you're going to want to do that. Number one is to know the vertical. So when we say vertical, we're talking about usually a specific industry, healthcare, finance, legal, uh, you know, banks, whatever it may be. Versus then you want to also, I say versus, add in the buyer persona, the person you're selling to. So in this case, um, I'll, let's use a real life example. I'm, I'm in the greater telecommunications world and we're selling to, um, usually it's, it's, and it's not limited to these industries, but predominantly healthcare, finance, uh, manufacturing, uh, legal. And what we're doing is helping predominantly for the buyer persona, CIOs and it directors. So when I'm crafting my messaging and I I'm going after that prospect, you're going to want to make sure that you're you're tailoring the product or service that you're selling and the problem that it solves towards that person and the problem that they should be experiencing. Make sure that there's that 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 kind of overlap. I almost said synergy and I wanted to you know hate myself. <laughs> there's that overlap in the problem that you solve and the problem that they're experiencing. That's where you're going to find your prospect. And then actually to, to like get the data, uh, there's there's so many lead sources out there. Zoom Info, uh, Dun and Bradstreet, Seamless AI. The, the list goes on and on. It really just comes down to who you're who you're looking for. If you need a lot of leads, if if, it, if it's you know you're just trying to smile and dial, go to to a big lead source and get the you know thousands and thousands of leads. If if you just need a, a targeted small targeted list, you you have the the information. You just need to go ahead and get their numbers. Maybe a lead source like Seamless AI. It it, it would really be something that would be a case by case basis. But if if you want to, um, now again, this is airing first for our Patreon uh, subscribers. But if you want to go ahead and actually get some help with this. This is where the, the Patreon will, will come into play because I'd be more than happy to help you with that. Um, you know, kind of show you the different options. And that's one of the benefits is getting these one-on-ones here as we're moving forward here through Q3. So uh, yeah, I'd be happy, Kara, if you're interested to learn more about that, but that's how you find new prospects. All right, next question, get more water. All right, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Johns. That's like a superhero, Jeffrey Johns, Peter Parker. What do you think are the most significant obstacles to achieving success in politics? Hmm. Um, probably, probably, uh, when, when you have people, so when you're achieving, what is this? I guess let's kind of look at what, what is success? I get, and that's, that's the, the hard part, right? What is, what are we defining as success in politics? And, Maybe I have a little issue with the question, um, which, sorry, Jeffrey, I love your superhero name, but I I don't see there being success in politics. I see there, I mean, politics, it unfortunately is a means to an end. Uh, right now, we're, we're, we're in this uh, mindset of trying to reel things back. We, we have state control and it's, it's just gotten massive and it's completely expanded as time has gone on. So we're missing the opportunity to really have like quote unquote success from a political standpoint of like getting meaningful legislation or something like like do good legislation because we're we we see really do good legislation doesn't yield success in politics and that's a reason why you see historians constantly try to fluff up past presidents like uh, Woodrow Wilson or FDR or Lyndon Johnson because they were the do good presidents they they spent exorbitant amounts of money to try and answer the problems of their time. But that's not success. 
So I would say, I mean, there's two different ways, I guess, look at this. Success from a mindset of if you're running as a libertarian or as a Republican or even as a Democrat and you're trying to get pro-liberty policy into action, I guess you would look at legislation that you're you're helping reel things back. Um, I, that would really, that, that's probably the only real tangible means, I would say, from a success standpoint, from a true, po- like, politician standpoint but in politics i mean there's so many more things you can do in the greater world of politics in, in activism in, in what we're doing here having these conversations there's so much you can do so um i hope jeffrey i, I mean yeah i mean so the significant obstacles yeah it's, it's yeah going back to the question so the significant obstacles are the status quo there are people in the positions of power who I would say they look at using more of that state power. That's who our main competition is in that political sense, because once we're fighting to pull that power back, they're going to grip on harder to hold on to the power. It's, it's kind of like in Star Wars, Grand Moff Tarkin. And, uh, you know, Leia says, you know, the, the firmer you uh, tighten your grip, Tarkin, the more star systems will slip through your fingers. That's what's going to happen. Um, but that's the biggest obstacle you do have the death star, right? It, it will knock out a few planets here and there. Uh, you're going to have your Aldorans and, and it's important to understand that, but understand that there is a, a, there is a role to play in the political world and that we will face obstacles, but don't get stuck in, in only doing the political, um, the political Avenue. That's not the, the only way to approach it. What is the role of a salesperson in the Liberty movement is the question uh, Reggie asks. Uh, Okay. So the role of a salesperson in the greater Liberty movement is, is really to help solve the problems of the the thing, really the time that we find ourselves in. So right now for posterity sake, we're recording uh, June 22nd, 2021, and we're just now on the possible uh, reintroduction of more government lockdowns, more mask mandates, more government regulation in response to the uh, the soaring cases of the Delta variant. Now, again, for posterity's sake, and, and I might be Nostradamus here. So just we're going to again, I'm recording this on August 2nd is that probably in the next two weeks or so. So August, we'll say 17th, 15th ballpark we're going to see the cases absolutely plummet because just like everywhere else across the world where we've seen the delta variant spike in around two weeks later it instantly drops off so i think we can see that that's likely to be the the biggest outcome here but why am i bringing this up right now this is impacting everybody um sponsor here of the the program the amazing team over at the sound mind creative group they're doing a new docu-series, Follow the Science on Lockdowns and Liberty. And they're helping raise up not just the awareness to what's happening right now to all of us collectively as we're experiencing this, this pandemic, but also the ensuing government uh, reg- regulations and restrictions. But the narrative that this has been science, that we're following some scientific method, the the scientific method, right, that we all learned back in, in school and we were told that you, you'd create the, the hypothesis, you test your hypothesis, and then you retest, right? And it's a never-ending cycle. And now we're told the science is settled. That's why I love the conversations with Dr. Patrick Moore and uh, Dr. Adrian Bajan because we, we're having the ability to bring people who are scientists, who aren't going with the narrative they're, they not only are they not going with a the narrative they're they're offering solutions and really just complete rejections to the status quo narratives that are being presented so going back to your question there reggie the role of a salesperson in the liberty movement is to bring the the problems that we see in the world and and offer real tangible solutions positive outcomes that people can walk away and say yes this not only is something that makes sense, but I see that it's something we can do now. That if I were to give my vote to you, I were to make that investment, and it, it, it costs a lot because, let's be real, GOP and Democrats, they've, they've had the, the status quo, and they've at least won. So you're competing against that instantly. So 
the role of the salesperson is to help overcome those objections and to show the value in actually getting liberty policy into action. Now, I will say, though, that if you can get that done in the GOP, then that's your role. That's your responsibility as well. Um, so I hope that answers your question, Reggie. Uh, Darlene, that's a fun name. Darlene Ames. How do you get people to buy into your ideas? Um, kind of going back to the answer I had for, for Richard when he was asking about convincing people. So it's, again, it's not change the mindset, change the mindset entirely. You're not trying to get people to buy into your ideas, but rather you're trying to show that your solutions can solve their problems. So I, I, again, it, it's an entire mind shit, uh, mind, shit geez. mind shift switch. That's going to be a fun one. Um, mind shift switch where you have to literally really just change the entire perception that you have and how you're, you're approaching politics. It's not a matter of, I have this shiny product and I just got to get people to, to buy it. Like I got to just convince them. I got, I have to, to get them to buy this thing. It's your job. It's your job to show them that it solves their problem. So change, change the mindset, uh, Darlene, um, change the mindset. That, that, that'll be the first way to help you get them to buy your ideas. Um, how do you approach people with your ideas? You, you approach it through a solutions-based approach. Um, you can, you can bring, your ideas to people in a non-threatening way and show them that. And, and by the way, sorry, this was asked by Ron. Sorry, Ron. Um, so you can bring these ideas to people in a non-threatening way, show them that there is value in the solution to answering the problems that they have. But at the same point in time, be strong, be, be bold in your marketing. So, and, and this is where it's important to not, to not forget the importance of a strong marketing arm, because even when you're not in the sales cycle with a, a, a particular significant person, you're still trying to cast your sales, um, like what it is that your value is and the problems that you solve out to a market of people. So, even if you're not directly helping somebody right now, you could in the future. So that's why it's important to make sure you are reaching out and constantly staying top of mind. So constantly, you know, doing you know posts or doing videos of, of what it is that you do, the value you bring to the people you help. Um, and this goes mostly, I mean, I'm, I'm bringing this from the, the private sector. This is what my day job is. So helping IT directors, helping CIOs realize that, there's only so many hours in the day. And as time goes on, these threats that are coming in to businesses from both cybersecurity threats, business continuity planning. I mean, hey, a pandemic just hit and we all shut down for a year and a half. Do you think a lot of businesses were all prepared for that? I can tell you in the industry, the answer is no. Um, but then take it to the, the phones. I mean, your phones, your internet, these are all things that CIOs, IT directors are tasked with and they're like, oh my God, I have to be an expert in all this. By the way, I have a strategic plan that I have to help make sure I'm coordinating with my chief operating officers, my chief financial officers. I have the, the chief revenue officer telling me how much money we have coming in in terms of actually wanting to, to do the things I want to do. It's a lot. So my company, we help simplify that. And we help a lot of times narrow down the timeline that usually takes weeks and months in, into a, a shorter, shorter timeline. I, I say weeks actually is, is the better alternative with us. Um, it's usually months and months of these timelines for, for these certain projects, but then helping after the fact, it takes the, the complexity and the problems that these, these prospects see out of the equation. And, and that's something as we're going forward, Ron, when you're approaching people from that marketing standpoint is to tell those stories. Tell the stories of what your, your solution has done for other people, because at the end of the day, facts don't sell. <laughs> and, and we've been through this in the show before. Facts, figures, it doesn't sell. Stories, stories sell, because it shows that not only is it something that sounds great, but now you're applying it to people who are just like them. And people want to buy from people they know, like, and trust and they will trust you once they see that you can actually help solve the problem that they see before their eyes. Um, all right, let's see. We are 
All right, we're doing pretty good in time here. Uh, we've probably got time for another like f- five ish questions or so. You'll we'll see how we do for time here. Um, um br- 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 Russ. Oh, okay. So maybe five questions because this question might take a lot of time. What is your biggest frustration in marketing within the Liberty movement? Uh, well, where do I start? Um, and I'm sure our good friend, Chris Goizetta would, would echo these sentiments as well. It's difficult enough to reach people who aren't empathetic to the libertarian message to begin with. We're, we're, we're basically speaking a different language. If you if you really think about it. So in that mindset, why would you already have, and, and this is not for everybody. I, I want to make sure I'm, I'm prefacing this. There are some folks who will just go out and just be bombastic, be just crazy <laughs> in their, in their marketing. You know, they'll, they'll say the, the crazy radical thing. And, and it, it's one thing to be radical versus principle. You can be radical in your principles, but you don't need to be radical in your marketing. And to know who you're talking to. We're not talking to the 5% and, and only that 5%. We have to make things actually like happen. And that requires people to change their, their mindsets. So stop marketing exclusively to that 5%. Expand and reach people who aren't already libertarian. I know what there's people out there who we want to talk to that aren't libertarian already. I know, shocking. Believe it or not, the goal of what we're supposed to be doing, not just here at the Brian Nichols Show, but at the goal of the greater liberty movement is to reach more people, to convince more people, not through convincing, but through showing that our solutions work. Michael Johns was on the show back, uh, back what, last Friday? And in his, his monologue, one thing he mentioned was about libertarian solutions work. But he just, he couldn't trust them because really hadn't seen them in, in action. And, and that's not on him to say like, well, just go do some more research. It's, it's on us to make sure that we're presenting the solutions, showing the value and helping make that educated decision to try something different. So my biggest frustration is, yes, get out of the restrictive mindset, the, the little fish in little pond mentality. We're going to be going bigger and better places as we talk to more people and solve more problems and we build those super fans. And as more people gravitate towards the greater liberty movement, that's a good thing. Now, are they going to be 100% libertarian? No, and that's okay. So I challenge, especially the, the more radical of you, you uh, libertarians out there, please help us when we're bringing them in, the, the new, the new uh, members, the new prospects into the liberty movement. Help us educate them. Help us enlighten them. Help us inform them. Don't scare them away. We know they're not libertarian 100% yet. We know that. They know that. But they're, they're taking that first step. Help us with the upsell. That's on you. How do you define success in a campaign? That is from Michael. Uh, Michael, how do I define success in a campaign? Well, you win. <laughs> you win. Um, I know that this is un- unpopular for libertarians to hear. Um, we like feeling strong or significant in our 4%, 2% vote. Um, no, no, that that comes across more as a nuisance to your average person than it does a principled vote. And, and that's because we haven't really been running the best candidates focused on actually solving the problems in their communities. And for those that have, we focus on raising them up. That's why we have the Sunday candidate highlight series here in the Brian Nichols show, because I want to talk to candidates who are out there running, especially those who are running to actually be problem solvers and to help rein in the problems that government has more often than not actually solved or solved has actually created in the first place. So, Focusing on those candidates who are running, but also those candidates who have won. I mean, I had Trisha Butler on the show. She is down in uh, Clarksville, Tennessee, and she won as a, a libertarian her race because she ran as being a normal person. How about that? Normal people. 
it's amazing what happens when you act like a normal person that you can actually attract more normal people. So that's not on the voter for just not being smart enough or not doing their research, not educated enough to go out of their way and get out of the mainstream media. No, it's on us because we haven't gone out of our ways to meet them where they're at, enter into the conversations that they're already having and solve the problems that they see before them with real solutions. So how do you have a successful campaign? You actually show you can do that. And you show you can do that by actually meeting people where they're at and entering into the conversations that they care about, the ones that are already happening in their own minds. Get out of our own way. Goodness. Um, and I know that wasn't your fault, Russ. I just, it, it makes me, or not uh, Russ, Michael. It just, it gets me, it gets me frustrated when I hear people um, that, that in, embrace 3%. Like there is no Q5, my man. Like you're, either your business is a successful business or the door shut. And uh, there comes a point where like, as a party, the Libertarian Party has to be more than just the other party, the third choice. Let us speak. No, like speak and be heard. You have the tools, you have the means. Now it's on you to have the messaging. Messaging matters. And if you're not having your message resonate with people with all the tools at your disposal, then maybe your messaging sucks. Just a thought. Uh, Steve says, what are the main challenges and opportunities for the Liberty movement? Well, the main challenges, uh, number one is to be taken seriously. And I've said from day one, uh, going back to January of 2018, nobody is going to take the libertarian party seriously until we take ourselves seriously. And I say that not only from an organizational institutional standpoint, but also from a messaging standpoint, when we're out talking about libertarian ideas, Again, if we're coming across as somebody who's completely detached from reality, talking about all things that are completely out of the purview of your average person, guess what? We will, in fact, be out of the purview from your average person. So the main challenges beyond just the, the, the red team, blue team, big state is us. It's libertarians. We have to get out of our own way. So I implore you, like, if, if you are not, if you are not in the sales mindset, that's okay. Not everybody is. I, I get it. Like in the greater telecommunications world, some of the best uh, systems engineers we have, the best S or solutions engineers, excuse me, the best SEs we have. If I were to say, go ahead and make 50 phone calls and try to book two appointments, they would look at me like I had four heads <laughs> and rightfully so. But if you were to ask me to go ahead and talk about all the tech specs, of you know a, a Meraki SD WAN device, I I could I could give you a high level, but not the details. <laughs> so that's the difference. Know your role, know your lane. It's okay. I'm not good at the the the, the very nitty gritty of the tech side of things for my day job, and I acknowledge that at the door, and I say, hey, I have resources I can bring in the people who are good at the tech stuff that can answer the questions. Don't feel that even if you're not a good salesperson, that you have to force yourself to be a good salesperson. Use the people who are good at it. And when more people come into the movement and they ask the questions, be there with the answers. Like, and I've said this before, think back to when you were a baby libertarian. Think to the people who, who put you under your arm or under their arm and help nurture you and grow you to be a, a, a full-grown libertarian, right? And now you're helping people. Are you? Are you helping people? Think about it. Do you want to be the person who is remembered of helping? Or do you want to be that person who the new baby libertarian remembers as being an asshole? You, they treated you like shit. They called you, they called you, you know, a, a what? A little cocker or something. You know, go go down the line of the terrible things we hear uh, uh, libertarians call new libertarians. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, they're not libertarian yet. Help them. Help get them there. Don't make fun of them. Don't, don't, don't tell them they're not libertarian yet. They know. <laughs> Duh. That's why they're here. That's why they're asking the questions. So instead of mocking them and making them feel stupid, help them. Show them the way. Help them become stronger at becoming libertarian. It's on us. All right. few more. Let's do uh, three more. Uh, uh, oh, I guess we only have two more left. So two more. Uh, Kathy, uh, Kathy says, uh, Brian, have you ever considered running for office at some point 
in the future. I've thought about it. Um, it's not something that I've seriously considered, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I actually got asked this question by one of my coworkers for my day job, and I said, at the end of the day, I could either run for mayor of Philadelphia and win mayor of Philadelphia. Sure. We'll say I win mayor of Philadelphia. Um, or I can have five people on my show who are running for mayor of, or mayor of their respective cities, and I can help them. I can coach them. And we can help address the top of mind issues for their areas and help them win. That's where I think my time, energy, and effort is most effectively spent. So I'm going to be focusing on doing that. Um, you know, I, I encourage all of you to, to figure out your life goals. Like, what is it when, when you, 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 you croak and they're going ahead and they're writing your obituary? What is the first paragraph? John Doe was known for what? You know, what, what, what do you want them to, to remember you for? And, and think about that when you're, you're, you're trying to, to build the future. You want to see for your, your kids, for your grandkids. I want to see a more free world. So I'm going to do whatever I can to help make that happen. That's working with the movers and shakers whenever I can. So uh, yeah, thank you, Kathy. I, I appreciate the, the question. Um, I considered it is on the, the table right now. No, um, down the line. We'll see, but probably not. Uh, Larry. All right, Larry, here you go. Um, you're the final question of the night. And Larry's question is load why do you feel there is a divide between the political left and the political right in america uh well larry good question um (laughs) and it's only gonna get worse and here's why because the main reason that we have this divide is because uh we have in politics uh and this is just inherently by design i actually remember learning this back in political science back when i was in college um you have this pendulum it swings from one side to the other when you have the different political parties switch sides. So you'll have the, the GOP take control of the, you know, the, the Congress and, and the White House, and then the Democrats will take control. And what you see is as that pendulum in terms of their, their you know, kind of fervent uh, you know, divisiveness and working exclusively in their hive minds, it swings further and further to each side as, as the power structure and dynamic goes one side to the other. So now we're at this point where this pendulum is just, it's on a, it's on a rocker. And I think your average person is starting to realize that this is not sustainable. We can't keep this up. Um, not only can we not keep this up is that it's, it's killing us. It's destroying our country. People are tired of fighting, of feeling that you can't have a conversation with somebody because they might disagree with you politically, that you can't walk outside without wearing a mask and somebody thinking that you might be trying to make them uh, you know, make them sick to, to hurt them that like, you can't have a conversation with your neighbor because they might be a Republican and you're a Democrat or vice versa. Like, what are we doing? This is, this is exactly why we were told to avoid political parties. It's exactly what any outside, uh, you know, evil foreign influence would want to do to a country to destroy it from within is to, to get us to fight with each other. I, I've seen you know some of uh, some very near and dear friends of mine who, who just have embraced this this you know the, the trust the science TM mentality and have com- become uh, like complete drones and and you can't have conversations with complete drones but that's okay because we we need to understand who it is that we need to talk to. There's thousands, millions of people out there who aren't in this, this you know, NPC drone mentality. There's thousands of people who are empathetic right now to the message of liberty, who are movers and shakers in their communities. And, and we need to go talk to them. We need to start building solutions to these problems we see out there. Otherwise, you're just going to see this pendulum just swing more and more until it, it finally breaks. And that's where we're headed. We're headed towards a national divorce if this doesn't stop. I don't want that. Nobody wants that. And, and national divorces can be very, very bad. Very bad. We don't want that. Nobody wants that. But you're seeing as the federal government has become more and more weaponized as a tool for each political party to wield against the others. It's just going to it's it's going to yield that as an outcome. So how do we get rid of that political divide and we help calm the waters? You get government out of the way. You bring things back towards the states, towards the local governments, 
And hopefully we get to a point where we show that the private solutions out there are even better than their, their government alternatives. And we're seeing that across the board. You know, more and more people are embracing the ideas that government's not really good at solving the problems we see before us. Now we have to get them to not just say it, but now to get them to move their feet to the ballot box, to change the way they vote. I, I hate the argument, voting is violence. Okay, good. Guess what? Voting is going to be used against you and it's violence. What are you going to do? You're going to do self-defense? Stand up. Let's go. It's go time. It's time to stop arguing about who's more libertarian and what's more libertarian and start actually reaching people who are tired of the BS. They're tired of the game of politics. They see the left and the right and they're, they, they're just done with it. And they're saying, is there anybody else out there? Will the real adults please stand up? Offer some solutions, please. We're here. We're trying. It's on us now. So with that, that was, okay, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 questions from you amazing listeners here of The Brian Nichols Show from all across the United States. I have gotten your emails. I've gotten your DMs. I appreciate all of you for reaching out. So thank you for submitting your questions. And if you want to continue this conversation uh, and, and be first to hear it, of course, as I said, this was for our Patreon uh, uh, supporters. So uh, I want to go ahead and, of course, give them a special shout out. Daryl Schmitz, Laura Stanley, Michael Lemma, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Hody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. Thank you for all your love and support helping keep the lights on here at the Brian Nichols Show. Yes, we greatly appreciate it. And if you are a uh, you're brand new to hearing what it would be like for a Q&A, if you are part of the Patreon and you get to hear it live, well, please, if you're interested, head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. Click the Patreon link and you can become a $5 or $10 per month supporter. I would appreciate it, as would the other folks who your dollars are going right back in to help uh, with us growing the show, but also helping solve more problems. And what's that? Helping you become a better sales professional. So working with Jeremy Todd, his uh, sales mastery class, Chris Goizetta, all things marketing, literally bringing his entire marketing professor uh, professor course to the Brian Nichols Show audience. So much that will be there at you uh, at your disposal here at the Brian Nichols Show uh, Patreon. So again, $5, $10 a month. Oh, by the way, you know the drill. You get this awesome don't hurt people and don't take people's stuff bumper sticker. So this is a special um, for our, our supporters here. I appreciate you, uh, Patreon uh, supporters. Again, this is, uh, again, why we do this, because this is the value I know that you guys are getting. And and to you, uh, you traditional audio listener, thank you for all the love and support. The uh, the hundreds and, and thousands of downloads that we get every single month, it means the world, not only to, to me, uh, but to the greater network and, and to those uh, that, yes, we are helping reach, uh, you know, tens of thousands of people every single month showing that these ideas are helping solve the problems that they see in their immediate surrounding area. So with that being said, folks, if you're interested in following me at B Nichols, Liberty, Twitter, Facebook, minds.com, parlor.com. Just kidding. Those are gone. I forgot. I got rid of those Instagram and TikTok. I guess those are there instead. And if you want to go ahead and support our friends at the sound mind creative group, I teased that earlier, follow the science. Their uh, link is in the show notes uh, for our sponsors. So please head over to briannicholshow.com, head over to the fundraiser page. We already cracked hundred K, but we're on our mission to a million. So help us reach that mission. Uh, and again, it's briannicholshow.com forward slash sponsors. You can find again, the Soundline creative group, as well as the other sponsors, Delta, uh, my Delta eight Ebels. Uh, we have proud libertarian. And of course our four easy steps, uh, ebook, uh, four easy steps you can uh, take now to help sell Liberty to friends and family. Uh, folks, thank you for all the love and support. With that being said, Thank you for joining us on today's special Q&A with our Patreon supporting listeners. But with that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show. We'll see you next time. Have you checked out the new Brian Nichols Show collection over at Proud Libertarian? Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash shop and you can grab some amazing Liberty swag that will definitely help pique some interest from our good ideas don't require force snapbacks, Alexa overthrow the government t-shirts, question everything mugs, and of course our ever popular don't hurt people, don't take people's stuff bumper sticker. The Brian Nichols Show shop over at Proud Libertarian has all the Liberty swag you need. And hey, if you're looking for more awesome Liberty 
Apparel, check out the rest of the amazing Proud Libertarian store while you're over there. And be sure to use code TBNS at checkout to get 10% off your entire order. That's right, 10% off your entire order from Proud Libertarian, including everything over at the Brian Nichols Show shop. And all you have to use is code TBNS at checkout. One more time, head to BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash shop and check out the brand new Brian Nichols Show store over at Proud Libertarian and use code TBNS at checkout for 10% off your entire order. Alrighty, folks, that's going to wrap up our webinar here, the Q&A with uh, my, myself, yours truly, and you, the audience, and those out there in the social media world who entered in your questions. I appreciate it. And if I didn't get the chance to read your question, I, I apologize. We, we got probably around 50 or so submissions and uh, had to dig through quite a few. So don't worry. We're going to be doing uh, another Q&A sometime in the near future. Now, if you want to make sure that you're not missing out and able to catch that uh, that webinar and Q&A before anybody else, Again, com forward slash support. You can become a $5 or $10 a month supporting patron. Uh, like, and, and by the way, we have an amazing, amazing group of patrons here at the Brian Nichols Show. I cannot thank them enough, but I'm going to thank them anyways. Daryl Schmitz, Laura Stanley, uh, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Hody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians big channel. Thank you to you amazing folks, and special shout out to amazing superstar Patreon extraordinaire Michael Lima and his just super generous donation there. Uh, Again, for our Young Americans for Liberty, making it so even though I couldn't physically be there, we could still have a presence and still give things of value in this case some bumper stickers as well as the amazing ebook four easy steps you can implement now to sell liberty to friends and family that's twice now you've heard me mention this that's because this is a free resource i want to make sure that you are aware is available so if you head to briannicholshow.com forward slash liberty friends ebook link uh, if you go into our show notes click the show sponsor link it'll bring you right to not only the link to the ebook but also all the other links to our amazing sponsors uh so again briannicholshow.com forward slash sponsors but if you go to briannicholshow.com forward slash liberty friends ebook you will go to a, a landing page where you can enter your your name and email address and you will get the easy, uh, four easy steps you can implement now to help sell liberty to friends and family ebook right to your inbox and then guess what folks you will go ahead and get entered into my morning sales huddle every morning 6 a.m as soon as i'm done my workout i am sitting down and doing a quick sales huddle just like i do every morning with my team as i am a director of sales here in the greater telecommunications and cybersecurity world i lead a team a sales team and every morning we start off with a sales huddle we talk either it's a training uh, we go through role play. We'll go through uh, an ed- a webinar. We'll go through personal development. Whatever it may be, we are doing something every single morning. Guess what? I'm bringing that to the Liberty Movement as well. My e- my email uh, newsletter every morning, our morning sales huddle. We've been having great conversations, talking about top of mind issues, real life sales experience and sales training and we're applying to the Liberty World. So if you want to get the ebook as well as enter into that uh, email, uh, please head over to briannicholshow.com forward slash Liberty Friends ebook. You already got the ebook. Well, you should be getting the email, but if you're not, and hey, maybe you, you're like, I don't need the ebook yet, but let me let me check out this email that you're talking about. Head over to briannicholshow.com. You can see right there on our landing page, uh, on the homepage, that is, uh, we have a, a link. You can go ahead, enter in your name and your email, and you'll go ahead and uh, get right into our, uh, our email campaign every single morning yeah like 6 a.m or so ballpark uh so make sure you uh you you check your your inbox every morning bright and early but otherwise folks um thank you for for uh, really all the love and support here and and asking those phenomenal questions if you have not had the chance yet i'm assuming you have with all the questions we got but follow me social media at b nichols liberty twitter facebook instagram and tiktok want to get in touch with me email me brian at brian Com. Also, you want to go ahead and talk to some amazing folks out there who are leading the charge, helping set the narrative straight about these government lockdowns as it pertains to the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, guess what? We have an amazing group, the Sound Mind Creative Group, and their brand new docuseries, Follow the Science on Lockdowns and Liberty, and we want to bring them 
to you and your audience. So if you are a podcast host, if you have a YouTube show, if you have a, a network of some sorts, if you have a publication and you would like to speak to the amazing uh, folks behind the scenes at the Sound Mind Creative Group, email me, Brian, at briannicholsshow.com, and we will go ahead and get them connected with, with you, and we can help set their record straight about these gosh darn lockdowns, because they're going to try it again, folks, and uh, we need to make sure we have the tools absolutely necessary in the proverbial tool belt. So uh, if you want to help support the amazing folks over at Follow the Science on Lockdowns and Liberty at the Sound Mind Creative Group, briannicholshow.com again forward slash sponsors, briannicholshow.com forward slash sponsors one more time. And you can go ahead and see all of our show sponsors, including the amazing team at the Sound Mind Creative Group. Uh, Otherwise, folks, that's all I have for you. Now, I did mention back uh, on our last episode who we were going to be speaking to, and that is good friend Brad Palumbo. He will be coming back here on the program for Friday's episode, and I think we're going to have something to talk about. A certain governor just resigned in New York State. You hear about that? And it wasn't for the COVID-19 nursing home deaths. No, it's because he couldn't keep his hands to himself. We're going to talk about Andrew Cuomo, his resignation, and the implications not just on New York State politics, but on national politics. Brad Palumbo returns to the show on Friday. But with that being said, folks, it's Brian Nichols signing off. You're on The Brian Nichols Show. We'll see you on Friday. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Who likes going to the grocery store? You have to pick up the car, head to the store, shop amongst the covid masses, stand in line for hours at checkout, then drive all the way back home only to have to lug your groceries into the house. Well, what if you were able to get all your groceries delivered right to your door with savings up to 50% off of the big guys? Brian, your Thrive Market order has arrived. Thrive Market is one of the top grocery store alternatives on the market featuring hundreds of products for specific diets and lifestyles. So, you eating paleo or Whole30 or you live in that keto life? Perhaps you have celiacs like yours truly and you want some gluten-free options that actually taste good. Side note, Thrive literally has one of the best gluten-free pizza crusts I've ever had. Literally have it every single week. And here's what's even better. Not only do all orders over $49 get free shipping, but members of the Brian Nichols Show audience get 20% off their first order. Plus, get one month of their Thrive membership for free. So head over to the show notes and click the link for your exclusive Thrive Market offer and start skipping the grocery store today. Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.